Hi, my name is Cruz Dosanyuanu. Welcome to the second episode of A Casual Conversation about Serious Topics, or A Cast for short. Uh, you can find us uh, just by looking up ACCAST on iTunes uh, Podcast, or if you go to anchor.fm uh, backslash ACCAST, you can go ahead and find us there. Um, so this week I have on with me is the more right-leaning person, Zach Stenger. Hey, Cruz great to be here. It's great to have you. And uh, as the left-leaning person, I have Patrick McGuan. Hey, guys. Well, this will be a fun one. Uh, And if you guys are interested in potentially coming on the podcast, at the end I will uh, let you guys know about a link to to go ahead, fill out a form to apply. But anyways, uh, let's get into some of the news from the past two weeks. What do you guys want to talk about? Uh, I think... uh uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict. I think that's pretty big. Okay, nice. We're starting off with something easy. Uh, so, for those of you who do not know, uh, back in December, President uh, Donald J. Trump said that he would be moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel uh, to Jerusalem, and this Tuesday, it's one of the, I'd say, probably like three or four promises he's actually been able to follow through on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if you didn't know as well, there were a lot of Palestinians who protested this, and uh Israelis uh, ended up firing upon them, and I believe it was 62 dead that day. There were hundreds, I know, injured. Uh, and let's let's just talk about that. What do you guys think? Well, um, so basically, what you have is um, Israel firing on protesters who are basically trapped in by this blockade that was set up by Israel. Um, after a 2006 election in Palestine where Hamas uh, was overwhelmingly, um, you know, like voted for, um, and mm-hmm. in the election was um, called by I think it was my sources are correct Jimmy <laughs> Carter who was an observer called a completely fair and honest election and peanut farmer. Yeah, and, uh, but the response that the United States and Israel, um, had to this was to set up this blockade to basically, um, keep, uh, to put, in a sense, um, keep anything from coming in and out of Gaza to, in a sense, punish mm-hmm. them. So, Little background. That's a little background on what the fence border really is. It's not a border. It's a it's, it's a it's a blockade, and so the fact that the Palestinians who are protesting on this um, like line boundary, they they don't the the Israeli Israeli army has no right to fire on them with live ammunition. It's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a border. It's not they're not attacking. They're not invading. So, really, what you just have is Palestinian protesters being like slaughtered. Mm-hmm. What do you think, of it, Zach? Um, well, personally, I think that a country has a right to defend their their border, uh, particularly when Hamas is spending its spare cash building terror tunnels into Israel, uh, kidnapping Israeli children, soldiers, and like just killing people, and. I think I do think that they pose a threat. Um, you know, a lot, like you know, p- they have been asked, like in in the in the words of one of the protesters, uh, "We want them to burn." And I think I did hear that there were swastikas 
and um, some some violence. I, I know uh, people were saying that it was peaceful, but from what I've heard, it actually wasn't. Um, yeah. Us? I guess that's... Um, I want to talk about uh, some stuff. <laughs> okay. Clear some stuff up. Um, right. Uh, you mentioned, like, uh, Hamas operatives, like, kidnapping Israeli children. Yeah. And I agree that um, that's inexcusable. I'm but pretty sure most people can agree yeah. that yeah. kidnapping children is <laughs> yeah. putting a line that you shouldn't but cross. The fact so. is also that half the, nearly half of the people in who um, live in Gaza, occupy Gaza, are children as well. Mm-hmm. And the, I heard very uh, interesting, very moving uh, piece, uh interview with a uh, um, I think he's from New York author scholar um, his name is Norman Finkelstein he was on Democracy Now and he was talking about basically how in Gaza the water similar to what's going on in uh, Flint, Michigan it's poisoned and it has uh, lead contaminated in it and it's been described by um un you know like human rights like these are like respected sources saying that the situation in gaza is unlivable and that they're trapped and they can't leave like places like syria where people are being killed and the situation is dire they're able to leave but in gaza they're not able to leave they're stuck in here they're being trapped and they're in the words of one of the People who's describing this, I can't remember the name. Not important, but uh, basically said that ha- uh, the people of Gaza, half of whom who are tr- children, are slowly being poisoned. And so, you know, I don't think that's excusable at all. And. Also, you were saying that there were swastikas. I heard that somewhere. I'm not hundred uh, percent, but I don't know. I have no a better source than hearing it somewhere. That's for sure. I would think that uh, there would there wouldn't be swastikas as a symbol because you know a lot of Palestinians are pretty um, left leaning. Not certainly not like they wouldn't uh, align with like American like liberals, but like more like. Could have just check something. Yeah, right. Left regimes. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, what I, don't know, I I just find it upsetting that it, it seems like th- this is a promise that almost every president uh, presidential candidate makes that you know I will move the I will move the embassy to Jerusalem because you know mm-hmm. God knows if you're not pro-Israel then you can't be president. Um, and uh, I, I'm saying this as someone who, personally, I am pro-Israel, but... Me too. I, 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 in this case, I cannot agree with what they have done. This is, I, I just think they're, they're not treating the Palestinians right because they're not treating them like humans. And, you know, just it, it's, there's, a, there's a fine line between just doing something bad and, you know, <laughs> uh, just 
murdering people. And that's, that's in, in my opinion at least, that's what this is. Because they just went ahead, they opened fire on people who were simply there protesting. I didn't hear at least about uh, any, uh, any Hamas operatives uh, in the Gaza Strip there. There may have been, I don't know, I'll admit. I'm not 100% okay. informed on this. But, I don't know. And the, the thing about moving the embassy too is... It really changes nothing. It's just symbolic. Uh, mm -hmm. it, I should be careful though when I say it's just symbolic because the cross is just a symbol. But look how many people have died. Because it does. Of that. It does mean a lot. I think to the well, Jewish people, or I, I think so. I know, and I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't. But at the same time, I don't know. And it, what what upsets me too is that while this was going on, they had the whole big opening ceremony. Jared Kushner was there, one of the five mm -hmm. times he's ever he's ever spoken in his life. <laughs> I believe Ivanka was there too. Yeah. Uh, so was uh, I think uh, Secretary uh, of the Treasury Mnuchin, and they also invited a man named Robert Jeffress, the pastor. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but at the opening of the embassy, he uh, he was one of two pastors delivering remarks, and. Uh, this is a man that not even uh, Mitt Romney can get behind. Mitt Romney actually tweeted out, uh, Robert Jeffress says, you can't be saved by being a Jew, and Mormonism is a heresy from the pit of hell. He said the same about Islam. Such a religious bigot should not be giving the prayer that opens the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. So I'm just wondering, what do you guys think about that, that then? Uh, just that this was one of the people representing our great country. Well, I think it just shows, like, really the whole like uh america america's support of israel his it's so i don't know is is twisted to the point where it's not really it's it's so politically motivated and like imperialistically motivated where like you have a religious bigot represent uh or dedicating an embassy to who a lot of americans will would like to call like one of our greatest allies who and it's a, it's a jewish state and you have he, he's saying yeah. jews are going to hell yeah, i mean yeah how, how does that represent it does not reflect yeah on that's us well. yeah not good okay, that's something we can all agree on here um i did find a couple things um mm -hmm. to share um one thing was this is from was i don't even know what the website this is well, anyways, I'll read it, but mm -hmm. uh, some 40,000 Palestinians took part in violent demonstrations at 13 different locations along the fence, throwing stones, explosive devices, um, and Molotov cocktails at the fence, and IDF troops, as well as burning tires and launching burning objects such as kites with charcoal or containers of burning fuel with the intention of setting fires in Israeli fields, the IDF said. Hmm. Well, I mean... Can I'll I see that real quick? Yeah, sure. And also another one. Uh, that, that was the swastika thing I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that... Yeah, sure. I'm sure that that's... Um, that those things are happening. But mm -hmm. I just... When you look at the numbers, like, uh, like hundreds of Palestinians are injured and dozens are being killed. And you look on the mm -hmm. other side and no, no deaths have been reported of Israeli soldiers and... Only one minor injury has been reported. Well, also, I will okay. say that website you showed me is from J-Post, and they are uh, the Jerusalem Post. So yeah, I know. I, I don't know how uh, unbiased they may be. Um, okay. And the other website uh, about them flying the swastika was from Times of Israel. So just uh, head, All right, heads well, up. I, I'm sure they, they it's correct. They might be right. Correct, I don't know. I'm just saying I, they I, may I, be a little biased. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a little biased. I just, but, sorry, I just yeah. don't think burning. I just don't think uh, burning a fence or you know um, throwing rocks warrants. You know, like you're saying, there's a difference between uh, violent protest and deadly protest. Well, there's a difference between violent protest and like deadly like retaliation. Like, yeah. y- like you have you have on one side you have uh, like you have civilians like violently demonstrating and mm-hmm. and i mean well you have peaceful demonstrations too and then you have mixed in there you know some if you would call it violent i mean obviously using like like uh rocks and devices but um mm-hmm. but on the other side you have the israeli military and mm-hmm. like automatic or no like just live ammuni- ammunition and like machine gun fire it's and it just doesn't really seem like the appropriate response it doesn't seem equitable mm-hmm. you anything to say to that Zach? um well you did mention that um no israelis were reported dead um i do think you know that's because you know the whole point of them you know defending their border i think is you know, obviously, to protect protect people, and I think it's you know if they're doing a good job, if no one died. So. Well, going, I said earlier, it's not it's not really a border. It's 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 the boundary of a blockade that was set up by Israel and uh, in, in part the United States. Mm-hmm. And you have, I mean, you really just have. I think. You have a response to like this brutal blockade that's like limiting any resources from coming in to this environment that's basically uninhabitable, but you have yeah, like two million people living there. And while this is all happening and they're suffering and they can't leave, you have the United States moving their embassy to Jerusalem, which though it's really just a symbolic thing, I think it really in a lot of ways is you know, like the last straw for some Palestinians who feel like just ultimately mm-hmm. betrayed by the rest of the world. Right. Well, okay. uh, moving on to uh, something a little bit lighter, let's talk right. about torture. Um, <laughs> so, this uh, these uh, past couple weeks in the news, uh, Gina Gina Haspel mm-hmm. has been uh-huh. uh, has been popping up a lot yep. recently. For those of you who don't know, she was the deputy director of the CIA. Uh, she was nominated then to take uh, charge of the CIA, the first woman to do so, so progwe- progress, I guess. Uh, that's <laughs> that's at least something good there. But uh, she was nominated to head the agency by Trump um, after Mike Pompeo went ahead to go ahead and take charge of the State Department. Mm-hmm. And it came out that she had some involvement in destruction of some tapes that showed, uh, yeah. that showed interrogation of terrorists back in the early... Uh, in the early 2000s, I want to say it was like 2004 or so, mm-hmm. um, uh, interrogation of sp- suspected terrorists. She actually offered to the president to withdraw her name from consideration, and he was just like, nope, I won't stand for it. You're going to go in there. And she did end up going in there, and she passed mm-hmm. uh, through the Senate. I know at least Jeff Flake flipped, voted no on her. John McCain, who is a survivor of torture, mm-hmm. and we'll hopefully uh, get to talk a little bit more about him later, mm-hmm. uh, he said... He came out publicly against her. He was not able to vote against her, though. He's still in Arizona, recovering from uh, brain cancer treatment. So, just what do you guys uh, what do you guys think about her? Um. Uh, I I don't honestly don't really know that much. You know, uh, I mean, I don't yeah. have um, 
Okay, yeah, I don't. I also don't know um, much, but I just, <laughs> I do know that anyone who is involved with any, like, you know, Washington, like, CIA, any, like, uh, operations nowadays, like, since, you know, post-9-11, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. hard to find anyone who isn't somehow connected to, like, torture, but, but the fact yeah. that, but the fact that she was, I think, more directly, like, more aware. She was, and, like, too involved. Yes, yeah, I think uh-huh. she was a little too involved, and any torture is obviously inhumane and unacceptable, but I think the fact that, um, she, yeah, she was just a little too involved for, I think, for it to be right for her to take this position. Uh, Zach, what's your? I don't have too much of an opinion but on guess, it to be honest. But I guess, well, I mean, she she interrogated suspected terrorists. You have to have some sort of opinion. Well, I don't know. I don't know all the well, details. I guess so. I wouldn't. You don't, you don't yeah. want to make an mm-hmm. un, uninformed yeah. opinion. Yeah. I guess though that she, I mean, historically, I guess this is what the CIA has been doing. Yeah. Like torture. <laughs> so I guess maybe she, she does fit the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick, I just uh, found a list. There were six Democrats who voted uh, for her. Uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia State, Trump won by 42 points. Joe, Don- Joe Donnelly of in- in Indiana, who is also up for a tough re-election. Bill Nelson, who, surprise, surprise, is up for a tough re-election. Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Can you guys guess what she's facing? Tough, tough election. Tough mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, those are all states uh, Trump won. Uh-huh. Uh, also then, Senator Jahan... Uh, uh, Jan Sh- uh, Shaheen of New Hampshire, I believe New Hampshire went to Clinton, uh, and uh, Mark Warner of Virginia, who at least he's the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, so mm-hmm. uh, he's someone that I would trust with uh, with with this. I will say. Okay. Um, and for me personally, I don't know. Like, I shouldn't say I don't know because I think we can all agree here: torture is bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah obviously. Yeah. But. I'm just having a little trouble with it because I, I read this good article on a roll call and uh, essentially it was saying, you know, if not Gina Haspel, then who? And that raises a good point because back when uh, there was some rumor in December uh, that Trump would fire Tillerson then and replace him with Pompeo and a name that popped up for speculation a lot uh, to replace him was Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. And from what I know about him, he is pretty radically right on a few things especially immigration so uh, I mean she does <laughs> like uh, Patrick you said she she does have at least CIA experience uh, even if that may be for the negative yeah yeah mm-hmm. at least she has that experience with the bureaucracy and yeah for sure she might be able to take a more level headed approach there than someone like Tom Cotton who he, he's just he's a hawk I mean I definitely don't I mean I definitely don't um I'm not endorsing Haspel or anything, but I think yeah. um, for the for the position that she's that she's taking, she probably fits right in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not knowing Trump, he probably would have just watched some James Bond movie and say, "Oh, I want him." He's <laughs> to fit the bill. Uh, oh, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, it uh, it was Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas. He he tweeted something uh, something out. Let me see if I can pull it off. But it was essentially along the lines of uh, he was attacking Senator Jeff Flake over uh, over his flip on the uh, Haspel uh, vote, and it was it was really funny because he just he actually did mention James Bond in the tweet. Let me see if I can uh, pull this up. 
Uh, Mike Huckabee. No, it's not Nike Huckabee. <laughs> God. Uh, so Zach, you still don't have an opinion on here? I'm not. I, I kind of. I do kind of agree with Patrick. I guess at least that. Yeah, torture is bad. We can all agree mm-hmm. on that. And yeah, she could, she I guess fits the position. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if I can. Uh, oh my god, this guy tweets so much. Uh, of course, Jeff Flaky Flake didn't vote for Gina Haspel. If at real Donald Trump nominated James Bond, he would have voted no. <laughs> That's why Flake is Doctor No. And I'll bet he colluded with the Russians from Russia with love. So I guess we at least know that Mike Huckabee is a big James Bond fan there. And, (laughs) yeah, also kind of insane. I mean, you know, at least knowing Sarah Huckabee's family's not far from the tree. Uh, But I'd like to then also move on. I mentioned Senator McCain earlier. Mm -hmm. And reports came out uh, this this week that there was a – uh, there, there was a communications aide in the White House. I forget uh, her name's escaping me at the moment, but essentially it leaked that in a closed door meeting when they were talking about the Gina Haspel vote, uh, she said that John McCain's uh, disendorsement, I guess, of her doesn't matter because he's quote dying anyways. Yeah, I heard about and that. <laughs> for me, that's personally upsetting because I think that he's just a true American hero, and. It, what upsets me more, though, is that the White House's reaction wasn't, oh, we're sorry, it's, yeah. oh, we're sorry that we're having so many leaks. We need to get on top of that. Yeah. And that's not the point. I, so. Yeah, I think I heard the only person in the White House who really publicly apologized for the statements was the woman who made them. And well, she didn't actually publicly apologize. Oh, she she, she told, uh, she told uh, uh, John McCain's uh, daughter, you know, oh, oh I'm okay. sorry for the uh-huh. for, for the for what I said, and I'll make a public apology. Okay. And she's yet to make a public apology, so. Or I guess she's the only one that offered. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I think I agree that he, he is an American hero. You know, I personally, as so, someone on the right, I do disagree with John McCain politically on a lot of things, but he— Even though he, he's, like, one of the longest-serving current GOP senators. Well, not longest-serving, but he's been so strongly GOP for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, Where do you disagree with him? Um, what issues? I mean, I disagree with them on like healthcare. How so? Just because well, you voted against that one yeah. Obamacare repeal? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, um, and what one vote out of hundreds you can agree with or you can disagree with. Them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So well, some. What else was I about to say? Um. Yeah. So he he's an American hero, and yeah, you know, regardless of. Your political beliefs, I think you should respect him. And yeah, obviously, that was a terrible thing to say. But another thing, um, you know, the, there are all these leaks out of the White House from, you know, uh, you know, Trump's staff saying things or whatever. And I think that happens because uh, a lot of Trump's administration, I feel like um, they're not on like the same page as. Uh, as past administrations were, like they were mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, you know, Obama's in charge. You know, he kind of decides everything. Same with uh, Bush, I think. Mm-hmm. But with Trump, you know, it's a little different. Um, I feel like a lot, you know, a lot of his administration may disagree with him, or you know, whatever. And you know, that's that may be why there have been so many uh, like leaks and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. All right. So I mean, at least that's one we one thing we can all, again all agree on that you know, 
being a decent human being yeah. <laughs> is something that everyone should try and do. Uh, I'd like to also talk about the primaries real quick. There were uh-huh. a few last week. Uh, mm-hmm. There yeah. were some major ones in. Well, I just want to say something about McCain before we move. Oh, on. oh, okay. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, the comments were extremely out of line, and you have to, uh, like, you have to respect and defend McCain in that situation. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, I don't think. I don't think um, anyone should like just blindly like throw their support to McCain solely because mm-hmm. these comments were made. Like obviously, you should um, con- uh, condemn those comments, but just because you're condemning those com- comments, I think a lot of people, mostly like uh, people like on on the left, but like uh, more liberal, have kind of like made that into like. Just throwing their support at him, mm-hmm. though a lot of his past policies they definitely disagree yeah. with. Yeah. So, uh, just let me be clear here: you're essentially saying that you uh, you think we should uh, just don't let someone's voting just kind of like blind you in a way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here. And are you saying something bad about a man who has brain cancer, Patrick? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. If Hitler had brain cancer, I'm sure we'd still say bad things about him. Is John McCain Hitler now, Patrick? No, <laughs> I'm not comparing him to Hitler. <laughs> no, but I, I, I know what you mean. For me personally, it's more about his, just his personality and his mannerisms. I mean, if you look back in the 2008 election, uh, th- there was a woman who asked him at, at a town hall, like. Well, what if Obama's elected? Won't that be the end of the world? He's just and he actually defended Obama, and I love that. He's mm-hmm. he, uh-huh. he he tells this woman, if Obama gets elected, it's not the end of the world. He's a good and honorable man, and he just wants to do things differently than I do. And for me, it's that kind of attitude that I feel we really need in Washington nowadays. Yeah, I, I agree. That's something I can respect, even mm-hmm. if I don't agree with him voting wise. Yeah, no, so. I, res- I I definitely respect his um his um authenticity in mm-hmm. his in his um gosh how long has he been in the in in Washington it's been forever i know at least he served as a congressman for mm-hmm. a while after he came back from a uh, vietnam and then he served as a senator for yeah. a little while and uh so philip's giving me the stink guy so i know we need to wrap up <laughs> here a little bit uh so what did you want to move on i just wanted to real quick touch on the primaries oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay <clears throat> so it is looking like this will be a bi-weekly podcast is that every two either way every other Bi-weekly. week uh we're gonna try and film a podcast maybe hopefully we can do weekly every now and then but since the two weeks that have passed since we made one there have been a fair few primaries passing by uh mm-hmm. here in ohio at least i know uh former congressman dennis kucinich was beaten by former uh ohio attorney general head of the cfpb um uh, richard cordray and it seemed at least also then on the Republican side, too, Mike DeWine beat out Mary Taylor. And it, it feels like it's going to be a very uh, just fighting for the center primary here, oh, yeah, or yeah. general election uh-huh. here. Uh, other news, Don Blankenship, Don Blankenship, that guy we talked about who's like cocaine Mitch with his China person family, he, thank God, lost his primary. Uh, there was also then one this week in uh, in Pennsylvania in which there was a, uh, there were two different businessmen competing the only difference one actually is currently holding office the others never held office but he met ronald reagan when he gra- when he graduated <laughs> from west point so that's republican enough uh he ended up losing it was uh the one who's currently holding office ended up winning uh in 
at least for me, a surprising twist in Nebraska's sixth sixth district. Uh, second, it's one of the few districts it has. Uh, there, there was a uh, there was actually a really interesting primary where former Representative Ashford, who was beat out in 2016, was running for his old seat again. He's a Democrat, but he's a very moderate Democrat. Uh, he was running against a more liberal candidate, and she ended up beating him in the primary. It was oh, wow. very close. It was like within a couple hundred votes, and. Uh, it, and for me personally, as a, as a Democrat, I'm a little worried that uh, you know stu- uh, that it's it, that it's swinging to the left. That that one district is swinging to the left. Which just uh, it, it's one of the ones in Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. <laughs> I just didn't know a state. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, zoned out. But it uh it, it's uh, that worries me for the general. However, I think it, prospects for Democrats at least are looking very good for the 2018 midterms based on how. Democrats have been mostly faring here so far this year. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, that seems that Democrats are probably going to yeah, yeah do pretty Demo- well. I think Democrats will uh, come, out of, come out of this midterm election season probably more happy, mm-hmm. hope, uh, hopefully for them more happy than, um, than they were in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hope Representative O'Rourke wins, it, wins in Texas. That man is God, this something. Uh, he he's something special. Personally, I was upset uh, with the Ohio primary with uh, Kucinich getting beaten by Cordray. I just uh, for me personally, if you, if you don't know, I did support Kucinich in the primary. However, mm-hmm. I will be. Uh, I, I am supporting Cordray because it, as a as a as a man, I have nothing against him. As a Democrat, I think he is a really good candidate. I just thought he was a little weak on guns, and for me, that was just the defining. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing. Oh, speaking of guns, there was another school shooting. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't really have time to cover that, but I'm sure by the next time we have another podcast, there will be another one then. Probably be so, more information about yeah. it. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's just a shame. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the the worst part about this is I saw the alert on my phone, and I don't even think, oh, God, that's horrible. I think, oh, look. Another yeah. school shooting. Yeah. And we've come desensitized to yeah, it's a lot of these things. Terrible. It's a cancer on our society, if you ask me. And I it makes me upset that right now lawmakers are not doing much. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say that they aren't doing much because there are different areas where yeah. they are working. I know at least Governor Kasich flipped his stance on guns. He's been lobbying uh, lobbying he, um, the state house. I think he proposed a yeah, he, he proposed a few bills. I know at least the red flag bill is looking yeah. really good in the Ohio General Assembly. Uh, I think a bump stock ban as well. There are a few, uh, at least bills I agree with that Governor Kasich mm-hmm. put forward um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I like them. In Florida, after Parkland, there were a few uh, uh, different measures that passed through the uh, their state house, at least, because of Governor Rick Scott. Uh he he flipped his stance there. I'm just worried though, because at least this last one uh, is in Texas. So mm-hmm. And knowing Texas, I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Yeah. But you know, you can always knock on wood, hope yeah. for. I, I just the best. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of legislation, obviously America loves their guns, and they and everyone and, and they have their Second Amendment rights, and no, mm-hmm. uh, like you can't take those away. But I think, um, and I, 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 I think will say measures like, or, sorry. measures like, 
you know, like little things like bump stock bands, you know, just and um, red flag bills and um, like just eh, really just more like increased background checks. It's not giving guns to anyone who is like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like um, like emotionally unstable or anyone of course. who's been like convicted of a crime or who shows patterns of domestic abuse, just like stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. obviously. Um, a lot of people I mean and just in terms of voting no one's gonna there's not gonna be any really bans of guns but mm-hmm. I think, yeah but I think like little things like just anything we can do yeah really, so, I will say personally as someone who has shot guns before I I, I might own one in the future I am not anti-Second Amendment by any means. I'm mm-hmm. pro-Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But I'm also pro-gun control. And I feel like, yeah, at least right now, people on the right, they're using a lot of fear tactics, basically saying, uh-huh. oh, look, Democrats are coming for your guns. They're going to take them away, and you'll never get to see them again. Yeah. I feel that the only people who should genuinely be worried about that are people who are going to use those guns uh, you know, with malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. People who are going to use those to kill other people. And... And it just upsets me, just the amount of disinformation and all these fear campaigns that yeah, are running uh, our country. Fear mongering, like yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, ag- I don't agree with any of that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. But what is your take, Zach? Cause we well, uh, as as you guys know, I am very pro Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I would just like to clear up because I feel like you know it's obviously a very heated debate, and. Like, I don't like when, you know, people accuse me, oh, you don't like gun control, therefore you don't value people's lives or whatever. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah. like you know, the debate is really about what you think is going to, um, you know, save lives, what you think is going to save lives. Mm-hmm. And it's not about how much you care, you know. That's what I, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone wants people to yeah. die. Exactly. I feel like a common theme on the podcast is most people here agree that we don't want more people dying. <laughs> yeah. So, again, you know, at least from from what I heard about the school shooting today, the, the I, I from what I've heard, again, this is all relatively new information. It's been yeah. less than twelve hours. There were I I heard that there were two kids working together. They were both students. Uh, there was like one AR-15. I think like two handguns, a shotgun, and some pipe bombs. I'm gonna actually... I, I, I heard it was a shotgun, only, a pistol. Uh, that's what I read. The only thing that. I heard was about a shotgun and a, like pipe bombs thrown in classrooms or something. Yeah, I heard, I heard something but about like that, explosives. Like, did, I'm I not heard, sure. Yeah, I don't know how effective like, they were. Yeah. Most likely like uh, homemade. Shooter has AR-15, pistol, shotgun, and pipe bombs. So, uh-huh. yeah. And the fact that it's a kid getting us, I think, is asinine, too. I mean, he's... It was, I think his father, I read that his father owned the guns. Mm-hmm. Well, then, why why on earth does his father not have these locked up in a gun safe? Well, yeah, yeah. And where do you get pipe bombs? Well, oh, I think he probably made well, that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't go to Home Depot and say, hey, give me I mean, pipe bombs. I mean, you can't, but. you can't, I mean, and you also, like, can't ban ingredients to make bombs. You so could put him out. on a watch list, though, just yeah, the yeah. end of well, yeah, all these put, ingredients. Yeah, but. Yeah, obviously, like, if he, yeah. someone keeps buying, like, mm-hmm. like gunpowder. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's at mean? least really upsetting about modern-day society that this is something that happens so frequently. Yeah. We're at the point where we're just like, oh. Yeah, we can okay. all agree on that. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. You never well, want to be at a point where you become desensitized to, like, 
yeah. unnecessary violence and death. Yeah, it's uh, uh-huh. well, hopefully at least with what we've seen, you know, going around the country, uh, this will be something that will be changed in uh, hopefully this November. Uh, God only knows, though. So, uh, Beach Boys. <laughs> that is a Beach Boys song. Oh, I didn't even realize it. But anyways, uh, I want to thank you, Zach, and thank you, Patrick, for thank coming you, on. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah, thank you. I feel you. like we had very spirited, spirited at sometimes and sometimes very relaxed conversation. Uh-huh. Casual uh, conversation. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, topics. it's just a casual <laughs> conversation about serious topics. So I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. And yeah. uh, stick around uh, for another second if you want to hear how to be on the podcast. But again, thank you so much. Thank you yep. for listening. Yours in forever. Christos. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around. If you're just skipping to the end, you missed a really good podcast. Uh, if you would like to go ahead and be on the show as a guest, go ahead to the link bit.ly slash A-C-C-A-S-T-A-P-P. Uh, that's just bit.ly slash app. So go ahead and fill out that application, and we'll get back to you letting, uh, letting you know when we'd like to have you on. Uh, thank you for your interest, and have a wonderful day.